Ever feel like you're doing this teaching thing alone? You don't have to be. Share Teaching is all about sharing the workload through the power of collaboration and teamwork. Together, we'll walk through all the difficult parts of teaching and learn how to streamline our processes, fine-tune our time management, and develop a more manageable workload. If that sounds like a dream come true to you, then welcome to the Shared Teaching Podcast. Let's share in the teaching to make those dreams a reality. Now here's today's Shared Teaching. Hello and welcome back to the Shared Teaching Podcast. I am your host, Susan, the creator behind Shared Teaching. And thank you so much for listening to this episode and joining the Shared Teaching Podcast. If you really like what you hear, please take a minute to rate and subscribe to this episode, no matter where you listen to podcasts, but especially if it's on Apple Podcasts, you can always leave a review there, and then it allows my podcast to be seen by more educators like you who are interested in this kind of content. So this is episode number 98. I'm talking all about low-stress ideas for having an open house. Now, I just had my open house last week, and it went fairly smooth. Well, it went really smoothly, actually. And I thought, what a better time to have this topic idea, because if I'm doing open house, chances are many of you are as well. So I am new this year to my position as a gate specialist, that's gifted and talented education, and I service third through fifth grade students that are identified gate or in my district tags, which is Title I Alternative Gifted Services. And So parents had an option to go to their child's homeroom, and then they could also pop over and say hi to me. And my administration requires everybody that is a licensed teacher to have a presentation ready, which I did, but I would say out of the six or seven parents that showed up, I only gave the presentation one time. And then the rest, I just emailed to everybody so that everybody had it, whether they came or not, because if you came, then maybe you wanted to go back and review it. Maybe you forgot something I had said, or you wanted to look again at my wish list. And so that's kind of how I've always done it in the past as well. When I was a regular general education teacher, I also sent the presentation out to everybody. It's easier just to everybody and then try to look up who came and who didn't. This way, you just know everybody got the information. So the way it looked is that they came in, and the only thing I had prepared was I made sure my bulletin board was done, and it was displaying our current projects that we had just finished in the classroom, and then my presentation was on the board behind me, ready to go, and it was presented on the first slide, which was welcome to my open house. Inside my presentation, it had a little bit about meet the teacher, so I had some fun little tidbits about myself, which are always good if parents like to give out things for you later in the school year, like favorite gift cards or favorite candy bar. I kind of put those things in the slideshow, and then I put a picture of myself with my daughter and then our new dog, Sassy. So kind of a, this is what my family looks like so that we can kind of connect on a personal level. And then I talk a little bit about my classroom expectations, which in GATE are to take ownership of our own education, to make sure that we're having our voice heard as well as hearing other people's voices and just general be kind type of rules because it is a very short class period time. 
The maximum I see a student is 50 minutes in a class period. Otherwise, it's 25 minutes, so it goes very quickly. And so there's not a lot of wiggle room there for what we're doing all day and enhancing rules, but just I want to have some quick, easy expectations for students about showing up, being prepared, being good listeners. So I share that with parents. I also talk to them a little bit about my curriculum, how I teach in units, and that we'll work on higher level thinking skills, and that they will eventually be working on a passion project throughout the school year. From there, I move into a wish list. So for my first bigger unit coming up, there are some supplies that are needed. And so I just put those on the slideshow to ask parents if they happen to have these things lying around their house because some of them were like electrician type of items and nails and things like that to build a telegraph which I thought was like a really cool thing because we're learning about cryptology and so I did see a couple parents take a picture of that slide and then those that I sent it out to maybe they will take note of that as well and hopefully bring some supplies in for us and then I also talked a little bit about the school policy as far as grading. And I talked about how we don't have grades within my, my GATE curriculum, but we do have progress reports. And that was pretty much it. It was a very short and sweet slideshow. Probably wasn't more than like 10 slides or so. And then I just had students kind of show their parents around and talk to them about what they had included in their name transformations, which is the first part of our Who Am I unit. So they took a variety of creative type quizzes. They did what was their love language, which is always fun to find out. And there's a love languages for kids quiz that I found for free online. I will link that for you in the show notes, but I will caution you if you print out the PDF on the very bottom, it talks about like some kind of organization that has to do with sex. So I made sure I blocked that out when I went to print it off and photocopy it for kids. So just a heads up, always look for what's at the bottom footer of your pages before you send it out to kids that will be taking it home with them. So we did what was our love languages. Then we moved into our creative type. So Adobe Express has a really cool quiz as well where kids can figure out what's their creative type and then they did the 16 personalities quiz to figure out what their personality was and then last they researched what the meaning of their name was and they had to incorporate all of those four things to create what I called a name transformation which was making the letters of their name or the inside decoration of the letters be a meaning towards one of those four things. So for example, if they were, their name meant that they were from Europe, one girl drew the Eiffel Tower as one of her letters of her name. And then another student had that they were a receiver of gifts, so they turned one of the letters into, of their name into like a present. So just a very cute, different way to get to know the students and also for them to kind of dive into what really makes them tick because after that then we explored what it means to be gifted and about gifted education so i'll make sure i link to those in the show notes and that's pretty much it for my open house and then i also had two flyers from the national association of gifted children i think it is nagc and it was just like gifted 101 and talking to your students about being gifted and those were just nice little flyers that parents could read through and 
take home and discuss with their children if they needed to. And then, oh, and then I made sure I had a uh, really good book reference on one of the last pages of my slideshow that if parents were interested in having their children dive more into what it means to be gifted, there is a book written just for kids about being, um, I think it's called The Gifted Kids Guide to Survival. It's a really cute book written for kids. So I recommended that out to parents as well. So you can also do that in your regular education classroom is recommend a couple books that might be really helpful from a parenting point of view. And let's go ahead and dive into specifics about open house for you as a general education teacher or whatever your position happens to be. If you have to have an open house, what to do for your open house. Now, traditionally, open house and back to school can sometimes be interchanged, but For me, back to school night comes before the students start school because you're celebrating coming back to school, right? It's back to school night. Anyway, so for that, that's when I usually have, you know, the little, what do you call them? Stations for each table where the parents come in, they're dropping off all the supplies. Where's little Johnny going to sit? Oh, here, he has a name tag. Let's put the name tag on his desk. Let's meet the teacher. Let's look around the room and do a scavenger hunt. All of that, for me, is traditionally back-to-school night. Open house, on the other hand, is much more formal. You have a presentation, like I mentioned. The students have already started in class. So then we're talking more about curriculum, what we're learning, maybe what are some of our big units, what's the grading look like. And it's a lot more formal. And a lot of times it starts off with administration, bringing in everybody into like the auditorium and giving a little introduction and a welcome speech. And then they depart to their kids' classroom. Okay, so my first idea for open house is to showcase student learning. So typically, like I said just a minute ago, students have been back in school for a few weeks. So open house is the perfect time to showcase the student learning for the families. It doesn't have to be stressful, though. I know a lot of people plan like some kind of elaborate art project or something so that it looks really nice when the kids come in with their families, like giant portraits of themselves that sit in their chairs, right? Very cutesy. And you can do that. I'm not saying not to, but I'm now in the mindset of trying to work just the hours I need to work and not extra. And doing that is kind of stressful. And the new curriculums and things that they have rolled out this year has made it near impossible to have any extra pockets of time to do things like that. So just stick to what you're already having to do and just showcase that. Okay, so when I first taught or when I first taught, when I taught first and second grade, I would have students just place their curriculum books on top of their desk. So like their math book, their science book, their reading book, if I had basils and things like that. They would just be in a nice stack on top of the desk. Now, if we had a finished writing assignment, which we normally did, we would also put that on top of their desk too. And then the parents enjoyed being able to flip through the curriculum books and see what their child was going to learn for the year. They could kind of be like, oh, he's not ready for that. Or, oh, okay, I see where this is going, what he needs to learn, right? It gives them an idea of mentally, I guess, where their children's at and where they need to be by flipping through the books and seeing like the level of reading that's in there and the level of math that they have to know, right? Because they're always kind of shocked sometimes when parent-teacher conference comes along and 
they're miles away from where they need to be. They're not on target. So giving them that preview right up front in the school year is an excellent idea to do. So often parents only stop in for a few minutes, even if you have prepared a presentation. So they'll spend less time looking around the classroom and checking out student work. So this is why you just don't want to stress about it because they might only be in your room for five, 10 minutes max before they're off because they have other things to do with their night too, right? Maybe they just got off of work or maybe they have to return back to work. So they just want to get home as well. (laughs) So some of the ideas of what kind of student learning you want to showcase are maybe student learning goals. If you set goals for math or reading or writing, you would showcase this in some way by maybe having the student's folder on their desk that supports their goals where they've written it down. Maybe a beginning of the year writing sample that you did. You can have them do an easy all about me math activity and have that be the showcase of what they did or place that on a bulletin board. If they have some interactive notebooks that they've started, um, parents can look through those to see what their student has done so far. And then learning centers, like give them a chance to show their parents like, oh, this is what we do during centers time. And then this teacher or the parents can look at them while you're busy with other parents and their student can kind of like play a game with them. Number two for my second idea is to let students lead the open house night. Now, I'm a firm believer that any elementary age student can kind of take on this responsibility of being the leader to their parents. So before open house, You might also want to have students create a formal invitation so that they can give that to their parents, and that's a great way to tie in that standard about writing with real-world applications. And you might, on the night of Open House, provide students with a checklist of what to follow through with showing their parents. So examples might include go to your desk and look at it, check out the math in the reading books, read your parent personal narrative, pick up any paperwork, and then they could just kind of check it off as they go through and show their parents each step. Now, depending on time, you may even wish to have students complete an easy STEM activity with their family. Cup stacking is always a favorite, and it's a super low prep idea. You just need a stack of cups, and even those tiny little Dixie bathroom cups works well too. Okay, my third idea is presentation ideas. I kind of already talked through what was in mine, but a general outline is really helpful when you're preparing your your presentation. And so what you might want to have is introducing yourself, the classroom expectations and main procedures. So things like your rules, how students are expected to go get their lunch or how many times they use the restroom, which could open a whole new can of worms, but whatever you feel are the most important policies and expectations within your classroom or school is what you're going to want to cover here. You want to talk about school policies, such as attendance or the grading policy. You want to talk about any curriculum. And for me, what I'd like to do last year is I kind of did a screenshot of what the different curriculum books looked like So we had Envision, and I took a picture of what the second grade Envision book looked like, and I just found that online and did the snipping tool, and I was able to insert that into my presentation so parents could kind of get just a visual of what that book might look like, and then they could find it on their desk and look at it as well. Then I did a 
slide of important dates, and I only went to like the next month or two. I didn't go through the whole school year because they can look that up in the student handbook or online, but just the important dates coming up. And then I wanted to put a wish list in there, things that I might need right away for the classroom, tissues, copy paper, expo markers, any of that kind of stuff. And then how to contact me in the best form of communication. Usually for me is Class Dojo, and I kind of explain that to them and make sure that they all know how to connect with me if they haven't yet. And then I make sure I have the handouts or a QR code for them to join the class. So no matter if the families attend the open house or not, I send home a copy of the presentation to all families. And this is very easy to do in Class Dojo. You can just insert a link if it's Google Slides, or you can attach the actual file. And that's just done right away in messages. You can do messages to everybody, or you can do it as class story. I tend to do it in a message because more of my families look at the messages than they look at the class story, and I don't want them to miss that information. Okay, last but not least, my low stress idea for open house is to make sure to have some handouts and a check-in form. Now, I like to provide parenting tip sheets for tricky spots in the learning, especially during open house, so that parents are prepared for what's to come and they know how to support their student until it's time for parent-teacher conferences, and then I can provide additional information at that time for any other upcoming units. So I don't want to overwhelm them by giving them all the tricky, hard stuff. I'm just picking what's coming up between now and October when our parent-teacher conference is. So for example, if I know there's an upcoming topic in math, it's very difficult. Like right now, my daughter is studying how to do the traditional algorithm with subtraction and addition through the millionth place. So for her, that's quite tricky because she's just now learning the traditional algorithm. So having some kind of handout about how to do that with parents or how to support the word problems, maybe any tips or tricks I've taught in class that aren't necessarily in the math book or the papers coming home would be something that I might do. I also like to have a sign-in sheet, sign-in sheet, (laughs) not sheep. (laughs) Um, This helps me remember who came, especially when it comes down to parent-teacher conference and I'm like, oh, at Open House we discussed these things and then they weren't there. They look at me like I'm crazy. If I have a sheet that says that they were there or not there, then I know how to reference it during conference time so they don't think I just don't know who they are completely, which... Sometimes very embarrassing. That is me because I have a hard time putting names and faces together. (laughs) But anyway, make sure you have a sign-in sheet. Administration often asks for it as well. And it also goes with your teacher evaluation sometimes. Having that evidence piece that you're communicating with parents, you can submit that as part of your teacher evidence logs. So those are my quick ideas. I know this was a fairly short episode, but if you're planning for open house, you might want to think of ways you can showcase student learning, maybe a quick little bulletin board or an activity that sits at a student's desk. Number two, you want to make sure you let students lead the open house, especially when it comes to them inviting their families in and showing them around. Number three is to have a presentation that includes the most important bullet points of what you want to cover. And number four is to make sure to have any nice handouts and a check-in form for parents. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned for more episodes each week. Bye for now. 
If you've loved this show, then join me in sharing the teaching, hitting that subscribe button, and leaving us a review on iTunes, so we can be found by more teachers like you who are ready to start sharing the workload. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Find new episodes each week on shareteaching.com. Thanks for listening to the Share Teaching Podcast. Some ideas of what you should include in your presentation are student learning goals, maybe a 